Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And in this episode of God Talk, I want to talk a little Super Bowl controversy as we're just a few days past the Kansas City Chiefs beating the San Francisco 49ers. Now, when I talk about controversy with the Super Bowl, I guess I need to be clear because what I'm not talking about that is in the three Super Bowls Kansas City has won, they've been called for a sum total in all three games of zero offensive holding penalties. Zero offensive holding penalties in their three Super Bowl wins. You tell me how that happens. I'm not talking about Taylor Swift getting Kanye West kicked out of this year's Super Bowl. Apparently there's a little bad blood between the two of them and he got a seat right in front of her booth and she didn't appreciate it. She made some calls, had some things happen and Kanye got kicked out of the Super Bowl. Not talking about that. Not talking about any controversy around the fact that Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game when he was being interviewed, thank God, I'm personally thankful for that. But no controversy that I want to talk about in terms of that. I I don't even want to talk about any controversy around the fact that Travis Kelsey was so stinking drunk during the Super Bowl parade that he's publicly slurring his words as he's trying to sing Garth Brooks' old hit, I've Got Friends in Low Places, and couldn't even get through the whole thing without his buddy Patrick Mahomes trying to finish the song for him. And what an amazing role model that classy individual is, Travis Kelsey. I'm not talking about the controversy around the shooting that took place in Kansas City when they had their their parade. And that was a crazy thing as it unfolded yesterday. The shooter was actually tackled by um, a few good Samaritans that were there attending the parade. Um, No, the, the controversy I want to talk about in this episode of God Talk is a controversy over one of the commercials that took place during the Super Bowl. Now, I was going to actually play it, but since this is an audio-only podcast, it really wouldn't help much because um, it's just a song with a bunch of still images of people washing other people's feet. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me what I thought about that ad, and I have to tell you, if I remember right, There was more than one religious ad that was going on during the Super Bowl, but it's this one from He Gets Us that is getting a lot of attention. And um, once again, it it had to deal with a lot of people getting their feet washed. And at the end of it, what it says is Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. Now, Christians and actually non-Christians alike are really good at taking a one-time event and blowing it way out of proportion. And what do I mean by that? There's one time in Scripture where Jesus washes people's feet. And he's washing his disciples' feet and they're very uncomfortable about it. We have no record that Jesus went around once a week washing people's feet in the community. We have no record that he washed anyone else's feet other than his disciples. Now, could he? I mean, it's possible. But 
could Jesus Jesus have taken like a a rocket trip to the moon? Because the Bible doesn't expressly say he didn't. Well, I mean, I guess he could have. But I think it's safe to say he probably did not. So we have no, like, information that tells us that Jesus was, like, regularly washing people's feet in the Bible. Just that one occurrence. But here you have this group spending uh, 10 million, tens of millions. I don't even know how much it costs now for a minute-long ad on the Super Bowl. Um, to illustrate this point that Jesus didn't hate and teach hate. He taught washing people's feet. He didn't really teach that. He he did that for his disciples. But once again, that I mean, there's a lot of things Jesus taught. He was teaching all the time, but I, I really wouldn't rank that up there on something he was he was teaching. So I, I think it's misplaced in that once again, it's like ripping a Bible passage out of context, which every good cult does. It, it it's overemphasizing a single act without recognizing the wholeness of what Jesus said. Because I have to tell you, there's going to be multiple things that he said that contradict the message of of that commercial. I'll get to that in a minute. In other words, you pick one event that he does, I can pick 10 different things that he said that goes against that. But that's what we want to emphasize. When we have the opportunity to share the gospel on a scale like that, in a game that you know carries an audience like probably no other television event in the world, maybe except for maybe a World Cup soccer game over in Europe or something, I don't know. But needless to say, like I said, the, the audience and the opportunity, if you're going to spend $10 million, $20 million, whatever it was, on an ad that's religious, I, I think we could have done better. So I'm not even necessarily opposed to the concept of washing other people's feet. I mean, we have to get into theologically what Jesus was doing there. Part of it was showing service, obviously, but then there's probably another spiritual implication of, you know, he washes away our sins, and, I mean, we could that's just a whole other discussion. But they're just picking up on this kind of loving on people. I don't think Jesus was loving on his disciples when he did that. I think he was trying to, you know, show them something, demonstrate something, teach them something. But this is like basically Jesus teaching love rather than hate, contrasting those two different extremes. My biggest issue is probably with the images. And I I didn't count how many there was. There's probably 10 to 12 different images in that minute-long video of people washing other people's feet. Now... The images were a little different. They they weren't real-life images. They kind of looked like AI-generated images where, like, people were typing in uh, certain parameters and then having, like, artificial intelligence create a picture to illustrate it. And so what I'm saying is it came with great intentionality on what it was trying to communicate. And when people have asked me what I think about it, I, I said, on one hand, I love the fact that, like, Jesus is mentioned at the Super Bowl. I, I love that there's a commercial about God, but if we have that opportunity to do that, then maybe we should at least have a biblical, biblically accurate um, commercial 
about who God is and who his son Jesus Christ is. And so not, not really a woke message. And I think that's really what it comes down to. It was a feel-good woke message that's not really reflective of what the Bible talks about. So, there's, let's just say three, as I look through it, I think there's like three pictures. That I really wasn't sure what the, what the point of it was. Like, what, what motive were they pushing? So, we just will say there's three general, like, pictures of another person washing another person's foot. But you couldn't really quite understand what the significance of it was other than just washing the feet. But then there were some others. Um, there was, a there was one that was at an abortion clinic. And so what was maybe being done is someone that was protesting, uh, the abortion was having uh, their feet washed by an abortion protester or, or vice versa. I, it, it, it wasn't clear, but it was certainly an abortion clinic. Um, and it was pitting the one side against the other. Someone was washing another man's feet or another woman's feet. One was like Native American, and it was almost like a rancher uh, who, you know, stole the Native American's land. Um, not hating on the Native Americans anymore, but washing their feet. One was a Muslim woman, and you have a a white person. Christian, presumably, washing the Muslim woman's feet with her Muslim husband watching. And I see she's Muslim because she had on a headscarf and, and all that other stuff. One looked like it was an oil worker washing the feet of an environmentalist. You know, normally oil workers would hate environmentalists, but, you know, now it's time for oil workers to embrace, you know, and love on the environmentalists. Um, one was like a stop hate rally and there's a black lady that was washing the feet of a white lady. Uh, there was a cop, white cop washing the foot of this thuggy black guy in a back alley. I'm guessing like a criminal. Um, and then it ended with this either gay black man, but honestly looked more like a, a transitioning black man that you couldn't tell if he was actually a man or a woman at a beach being having his or her feet washed by what looked to be like a, a Catholic priest or I guess it could be an Anglican or traditional Lutheran someone that was wearing a clerical collar so this isn't just about Jesus doesn't hate this was this was a woke message in which you know People that are against abortion need to embrace people that are for abortion. That, you know, oil workers need to embrace environmental protests. That religious people need to embrace homosexual or transgender. I mean, I mean, th th this was like, it, it was interesting. And, and, and like, you've got the cop washing criminals' feet. Why don't you have the criminal washing the cop's feet? Everything was like one-sided, one way, pushing like established conservative Christian views, um, almost like this apologizing, oh, we're not going to hate you anymore. We're not going to be working against you anymore. We're not going to be thinking bad of you anymore, of accepting, like, in some of these at least, things that don't jive with 
Jesus' words and being a Christian. And that that just, to me, sits wrong. If we've got an opportunity to, to declare Christ, one of the things that we need to declare is repentance. We just had Ash Wednesday yesterday, and, and, and like, modern Christianity, no one wants to, like, repent anymore. No churches want to talk about it. That, that's just a downer. No one wants to, you know, it's kind of like you can't give kids failing grades in school anymore. You can't spank them. Ah, you can't even put them in time out anymore. Everything's got to be positive reinforcement. And so everything in religion has become about positive reinforcement. But the problem is, is you can't like take the fact that Jesus washed his disciples' feet. The only time that we're told in scripture he washed anyone's feet and somehow get a, you know, Jesus is about positive reinforcement. That Jesus was against hate. I mean, I wouldn't say Jesus promoted hate, but I would say Jesus hated sin. In fact, we're told to in Scripture. We see that Jesus hated the Pharisees. You're like, well, he never said he hated them. No, he called them like, like offspring of Satan. <laughs> do you do you say that to someone you like? Uh, in Luke fourteen twenty six, Jesus says. If anyone comes after me and does not hate, and he uses the word hate, hate his own father and mother and wife and children, brother and sister, they cannot be my disciples. So Jesus says, and we have to understand it with the rest of Scripture, because there's many other places where Jesus you know, tells us to love our enemies. But, but to say Jesus never talked about hate, well, no, he does. And if I'm to rip those out of context, then that, that totally collides with the image that you're trying to portray in this in this video, this commercial. In fact, I, I can give you more examples of Jesus seeming to hate than, than when he says not to. But you have to always look at it within context. You can't rip this stuff out of context. I would say Jesus hated the money changers in the temple. And so he should have. At least he hated what they were doing. He's flipping them over and he's saying, you've made my father's house a, you know, a house of, you know, people buying and selling and money changing and, and robbing people and everything else that came with it. In Matthew 6, 24, Jesus says, no one can serve two masters because you'll love one and you hate the other. And so he says, you can't serve God and wealth. So if Jesus says with two masters, you're going to love one and hate and hate the other because you can't serve two, you can make an argument at least that he's saying that you can't love both God and wealth. You got to hate one and you wouldn't do well hating God. Psalm 97.10 says, love God, hate evil. Romans 12.9 says, abhor what is evil. Even in Revelation 2, do you know Jesus is talking to uh, these seven churches and, and he talks about what's good about them, what's bad. Do you know what? Je Jesus has one thing that he says that's good about the church in Ephesus. He says they hate the, Nicol the, the Nicolaitans. Uh, he doesn't say exactly what they were doing, but that's what he commends them for commending them for hating these people who have obviously turned to wickedness. So you've got one passage where Jesus is washing feet, and I just read to you, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, at least seven, if not eight, 
in which you can make an argument that Jesus was kind of advocating hate. So, what do we do with this? Well, we've got to stop ripping the Bible's passages out of context to fit our own agenda. To fit our own view of what we think the world should be. In fact, what I would argue is, is that we need to figure out what the Bible actually teaches. The whole of the Bible, not any one passage. And, and we need to shape our own views based upon what the Bible says. You see, we don't do that. We, we try to get the Bible to, by ripping passages out of context, to, to give the narrative of, of, of what we believe. And that's exactly what happened in that Super Bowl ad. Is that the, this, this non-repentance, woke agenda is being pushed. But you, you can't have forgiveness without repentance. Jesus came into this world really to, to call the sinners to repentance and call people to believe. That video is not calling people to repentance. It's accepting people as they are. The Muslim woman, no. You're outside of God's, God's grace and, and God's... You're not a child of God. If you're a Muslim, you know the the trans man at the beach. No, you're 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 operating outside of what God's word tells us that we're called to be. You need to be called to repentance. But you see that that's not popular in the world, and so people get influenced by the world, and then they go to the Bible and they try to um, use Jesus to justify what they believe versus what God's word teaches. This is why we need to spend time in the word, guys. Because if you don't, you're going to fall for this junk, and that's exactly what it is. It's just junk. So, you know what? It was nice to see Jesus mentioned during the the Super Bowl, but I'm reminded of Jesus' words to the Pharisees, which are on the other extreme of the of the of the spectrum here but he says that by trying to win a convert you make him tr- twice the child of hell that you are and honestly that's what we end up doing with that super bowl commercial we're just reinforcing a non-biblical message and making people that maybe are considering the faith or or are marginally on the faith we're reinforcing a message that ultimately makes them twice the child of hell that even we may be in our own perversion of the teaching of God's word. Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and I look forward to talking to you next week.